Hey, people, I'm Molly Wood. Here's my weekly report on what's happening in the world of tech and business. This weekend, I'm headed to Las Vegas for this conference called Shop Talk. It's all about retail and commerce and technology, and it's gotten me way more interested in retail. Good timing, too, because all week, retailers have been releasing earnings, and we're finding out that most of them spent the first part of the year in deep you-know, and the future isn't looking very bright. Macy's bombed. Gap bombed. By the time you hear this, JCPenney will likely have bombed. Staples and Office Depot were trying to merge, got shut down, and now feel like they're both going to bomb. So it seems obvious, right? Physical stores are over, and e-commerce is where it's at. Except not really. Maybe retail is just going to be different. Yes, foot traffic is down and web traffic is up, but certain stores are still doing well, at least according to eMarketer. It reported that Apple stores are seeing 25% retail sales growth compared to 15% e-commerce sales growth. The Nike store has more online growth, yes, but its retail sales are still up over 12%. Victoria's Secret store revenue is up 7.2% compared to 3% online. You get the point here. It's not a total disaster for retail, especially when it comes to specialties. Tech or bras or really cool stores like the Nike store, their half store, half like amusement park. And that suggests an opportunity for a new kind of physical retail, a more interesting kind, a slightly disruptive retail model. See where I'm going here? The Valley. At Shop Talk, I'll be on a panel with two startup founders who are combining old school retail with that startup thing. One is Phil Raub, co-founder and head of retail at a store called Beta, located in Palo Alto, Silicon Valley Central. At the Beta store, they kind of don't really care if you buy anything. They rent store space to tiny inventors and companies who are making tech products and internet-connected devices. You know, the people on Kickstarter. Think of it like we work for co-working, but it's for co-selling. And a lot of the products are kind of in beta. The store has the only prototype of the Lily camera. That's that drone camera. It follows you around when you toss it in the air. It has $34 million in pre-orders, but delivery has been delayed. So at the beta store, you can at least try it out and see if it's worth waiting for. The store also sells data back to the device makers about how people shop, how much time they spend looking at stuff, and the questions they ask. So it's basically a big showroom for hard-to-explain technology with no commission. Also, my other panelists co-founded a company that makes an internet-connected suitcase, and they have a retail location right in the middle of Soho. The thinking with both companies is that new tech products especially can be kind of hard to explain. So why not create a store where people can poke around, figure it out? Now, on the one hand, these don't sound like big money makers, but it is all part of this trend toward rethinking retail in ways that make people want to come to stores. Take Microsoft stores. Here's Kelly Soligon. She's head of marketing for all the Microsoft stores. This summer, all of our stores will be running free summer camps. There's an intro to coding. There's flat verse coding, as well as this entrepreneurial camp for kids. They're all free. Summer camp. And the store offers free tech support and a so-called community theater, where you can go for classes and how to use Office, and kids could go on field trips there. I know it doesn't sound that sexy, but you can also play video games on the Xboxes. The point is, the stores that are doing the best are the stores who have a thing, like Victoria's Secret doubling down, no pun intended, on bras, and the ones that are making shopping more convenient. 
Because if the Valley has taught us anything, it is that convenience is king. Marketplace's Mitchell Hartman did a story about how physical stores can survive in the e-commerce world this week. He pointed out IKEA. IKEA's experimenting with retail modes in between. Click and collect pickup sites for online sales. An interactive platform to do home design on the web. Not to mention that if you have a kid and it is raining, that little IKEA play area is literally a play date in your town. I've been that mom. Just go down the little bedslide one more time, sweetie. Keep playing. Mitchell also talked to Herb Heiserman, an architect, designer, and principal at a retail development firm called Street Sets. He said food can be a great option. And I'm not saying that you're going to have a whole restaurant and a J. Crew store, but you're seeing a combination of retailing and food offering environments that extend the stay of the customer. You know, engagement. It's like Facebook, but with shopping carts. Will it work? Maybe. I'm pretty skeptical of the idea that you can start popping up stores where you don't have to buy anything, but I am interested in the idea of pop-up stores. It's time to experiment. And hey, mall space is cheap. I'll be doing a lot more retail exploration at Shop Talk, and I'll let you know what I find. There are sure to be plenty of other disruptive ideas there, too. Although, judging from all the email pitches, everyone there seems to either want you to shop on your phone or pay on your phone, or I guess both. Snacks, people! Where are the snacks? And that's it for this week, everyone. Next week, Google I.O. What will Google call its next version of Android version N? It's got to be a candy or a sweet treat. The last one is Marshmallow. My money is on Nutella. Talk soon, everybody.